letter to Country Hideaways Magazine from Charlie McGowan, Barkley, Idaho. Charles McGowan, Esquire, corner of Elm and Main Streets, Barkley, Idaho. Mr. Sam Freeman, Country Hideaways Magazine, Los Angeles, California. Dear Mr. Freeman, greetings from God's country. This really is God's country. I've enclosed a postcard from the area that might convince you that Barkley, Idaho is worthy of an article in Country Hideaways Magazine. I have two motives in writing to you. One is to have people visit Barkley, and secondly, to transcribe the remarkable story of Alan Sackett, who summered in Barkley as a boy, and then returned from Los Angeles to change all our lives. We once had a huge plant called International Circuits. IC was the mainstay after the war. The plant provided 256 full-time jobs, and half that number in part-time work. Summer jobs for the kids in school. Well, sad to say, everything except the building shell was shipped overseas. As a result, the town lost its train stop, tourism just about ceased, and part of the population was moved away. There didn't seem like there was much we could do. We're just country folk. We don't own large corporations or investment houses. Then Alan Sackett got laid off. Alan vacationed up here when he was a boy and stayed with his aunt Amanda. Amanda and Ned ran a wonderful little red store by the railroad tracks outside of town. As an adult, Alan worked as a top-notch buyer for Lambert's out of L.A. He had an extraordinary sales increase and then found himself out of a job. I guess that's how things work in the big city. Well, when Alan's aunt Amanda died, she left that little red store to Alan. That brought Alan to Barclay. In his high finance world, Alan had built up a massive credit and debt. Now he had no funds to pay his single debt to an unscrupulous loan shark named Roscoe from L.A. Sure, Barclay got him away from the mess in L.A., but I wonder if it wasn't that little girl he knew when he was 10 years old, only she wasn't 10 years old. She was 32, married, albeit unhappily, to a thug named Tug. And she had a little boy named Ben. Alan Sackett changed everyone in town's life, even his own. Tug and Alan faced off in Alan's first battle. The irresponsible Tug left animal traps ready to spring open on the cabin island. Ben, unfortunately, was the first casualty, his tiny leg enveloped by the rusty teeth. It was Alan who rescued Ben and got him medical attention, but Tug fired back by threatening Alan and burning down Sunni's house. Alan pulled out one of the volunteer firemen from the smoky blaze. Tug fled town and Sunni and Alan spent time together, eventually falling in love all over again. That's possible. Alan's mind was in a different universe when he walked through the abandoned train station or through Amanda's empty store. He didn't see what used to be, he saw what could be. He didn't need a corporate board or research and development. Old Alan had it all inside his head. But he still had that one creditor on his back. We just didn't know for how much. Somehow, Alan secured credit and raised money to rehab his Aunt Amanda's store. The stock he brought in came from thrift stores and second stores, and Alan sold it as historic items. With the money he and Sunni piled up, they soon brought in more stock and even some new stuff. 
just shows you what you can do when you put your mind to it. Have the right attitude, I might add. He got the people involved at a town meeting. People who thought they couldn't. Allen showed them that they could. He called the town not just Barkley, historic Barkley. By God, that got the retired Professor Jacobs' blood flowing fast. Everyone had, as they say, a new lease on life. Smiles on their faces, money in their pockets. Even Hershey, that rattlesnake, had a smile on his puss. And then it happened. Allen still hadn't paid Roscoe and his boys. Well, they made it all the way up from L.A. Then they came up a second time. They were looking for all their money and were going to use firepower to get it. If they didn't get it, well, here's the skinny. Roscoe had a gun. I saw it after he and his boys stepped out of their long maroon Lincoln. Allen was down Main Street near SUNY's store. I saw the whole thing from my office. And he walks up Main real slow like he's going to the firing squad. And as God is my judge, one by one, everyone in town, some with rifles, followed behind Allen. Kenny Baines from the bank, carrying a brown leather briefcase, put his arm around Allen. He said what he said, loud enough for everyone to hear. We're not going to let you down, Allen. They stepped out of the woods and fields between the businesses on Main Street. In a matter of minutes, I swear, the whole town of Barkley was marching up the street with Allen. Even me. To say that old Roscoe was slightly rattled would be the understatement of the year. We found out Allen owed $212,000. What happened next is now part of our beloved town's history. If you're interested in finding out that ending, you can purchase this letter in your magazine, or we'll be happy to give you a tour of our wonderful town at your convenience. Sincerely, Charlie McGowan, RPF.